Well, 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 welcome to Between Sundays. I'm Tyler, and I'm wearing a cardigan because obviously it's time to get down to business. Barry's back to talk about clothing ourselves with love. And a little later, we'll be discussing some Oscars takeaways because that's important. But before we get to any of that, now that they've clothed themselves in monk's robes and socks with sandals to show the world exactly who they are, let's welcome in our favorite safe people, Marin and Barry. Good day, guys. Good day. Good day. Safe people? I'm wearing yeah. a cardigan. I'm it's wearing like, a cardigan. Oh, when you wear a cardigan, now. you know you can trust me. In love. Yeah. yeah. You're right. I, I did say that. That's and why Mr. Rogers wore his cardigan. Yeah. And welcome back, Amy Christie. That's the worst applause ever. I want like thunderous applause. I even like the yay better than that. He's reserved it specifically yeah, for you. I, I only ever play. <laughs> so you're the only one who gets the tepid Get, applause. That gets yeah. sad about it and goes yeah. home and cries afterwards. Yeah, yeah I do. Uh, welcome back. Thanks. You you I'm weaseled your way onto another show. Two weeks in a row. Still can't yeah. get on the live broadcast, nope, but I'm here now. <laughs> Guys, Barry. Hey. Man. Welcome back. We missed you. Thanks. We missed you. Well, I missed you guys. How was your time away? You were gone on a retreat. <laughs> yeah, I was heard it your relaxing? conversation. Yeah. <laughs> nice, relaxing retreat. <laughs> no, I, again, I don't know why we call them retreats. Yeah. It, yeah. It's more like, what did I, I think I said this like last year, we talked about this and I refer to it as like a grueling hellscape. Yeah. Of hellscape. <laughs> oh my word. <laughs> it's not. Uh, so it sounds like it went well. It went, it actually was a blast, but it's, it's grueling. It's just hour it's multiple what three and a half days mm. just think of imagine having a meeting that lasts three and a half days and then you sleep in the we didn't leave the house that we were in for three and a half days is it always the same house every year well we in different times we used to go to places like florida and arizona oh but my. now we drive up to this small little lake in like north central indiana and at this retreat center house place so it's actually very so how many people go to this thing? This is the executive team and the pastors. Okay, so, so like 15 people? 15-ish, yeah. 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 So, so you're sharing a house with 15 other people for yeah. four days. Yeah. There's lots of bedrooms. We went on a worship arts retreat to the same place. It's 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 it nice. Is not, it is no, very it is nice. nice, yeah. I, but, I don't, well, I, I would say that the design, the design scheme, <laughs> I refer to it as like, Protestant grandma. That's kind of <laughs> yes. the. Oh my goodness. Doilies? There's, there's, there's a lot of lace. Doilies uh, and like like uh, little phrases and, mm -hmm. and lots of Bible verses. Right. And all the rooms are named after oh, different yeah. like evangelists. Yes. Ooh. Great. Right. Oh, the rooms are named. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wigglesworth. Anyway. Great. The Wigglesworth room. They're, they I slept literally at John are. John Edwards room. So. <laughs> what? Uh, Jonathan Edwards. So anyway, it was, it's, but it was the idea of the retreat is to map out the strategic vision for the next six to 12 months. So did you do it? <laughs> yeah, we did, did you it. Map it Show us it, the map. Well, <laughs> it, the one thing that was unique this year is we, we spent a good bit of energy the first actual day and a half ish, um, actually dreaming a little bit about 2025, trying to mm. kind of say, all right, five years into the sort of transition of senior leadership, what do we dream of grace looking like? And it was it was a lot of unity, a lot of joy coming out of that conversation. And then there was the much harder conversation of okay, and now how do we get there? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, but it was it was very good, very very fun. And also the fun part comes because when we're done working, then we cook dinner and relax and watch a movie. We watched the Mr. Rogers documentary. Mm -hmm. So you guys don't so. eat all day until you're done working? Oh no, <laughs> yeah. that is not like fasting. You guys up. want some food? Yeah. <laughs> work then you better work for it. <laughs> no, we yeah we eat lunch. That's about it. So, breakfast. wow. Yeah, it's pretty wild. So, yeah, I, I'm that was like my whole week. And 
then I preached and so I'm here. But I yeah, I'm actually in a really a decent place, feeling good. good about life and welcome back. Thanks. You're all dressed up. I know. Thanks for doing that. Well, we've got this event later today that I've got to go to somewhere in my right. wearing my jacket. Yeah. <laughs> I like that jacket. I tell you every time you wear it, but I like it. Thanks. It's one of two. It's a nice little, uh, what is that? Purple? <laughs> no. Purple. I'm going to say like a burgundy. Mauve. It's mauve. Cross between mauve and yeah. burgundy. All right. Fine, you, guys. Are you colorblind? Fine. Like purple. <laughs> guys, I want to get to you, but let me start with me. Yes, would you <laughs> right. please? I have to get my eyes checked this week. Yay. What? Why? I, I can't see. Well, that's not good. I don't know. <laughs> can't see. I haven't had my eyes checked since probably... The year 2000 or something. Sure. Of course. And I'm realizing my eyes hurt more. I'm tired. So, yeah, that's why I don't know it's purple. It's not color, though, right? <laughs> no, like, it's not color. I, I, I'm having trouble reading. Are and things so it's, blurry? Or yeah, just sometimes. Going out of focus? Yeah. In Do and out of focus. You really know how to read? I'm learning how to read. <laughs> <laughs> it's been really hard. Maybe, that, maybe that's the problem. You're tired because you have a baby. No, he's, he's almost two. He's like a... He keeps Adult? headbutting you in the face. Maybe yeah, that's, that's, maybe that's he's headbutting that's right into the eyes. eyes. Yeah. You're like, yeah. So that's that's happening. But wow, are you nervous or are you like? Uh, I'm not nervous. I'm just. I kind of don't really know what. You've is never had happen. glasses or anything like that. I had glasses probably through college, probably because I had like I used to get really bad headaches, mm-hmm. which I still do. But uh, the glasses are long gone. Like I haven't worn those. Do you need to be wearing them? Probably. Okay. They'll tell me. Is it possible that? This whole time, you you've needed glasses and right. you just haven't wear like, them. Do you it's know what we possible. look like? Like I sit across from you every week. Yes, Amy. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Tyler. Possible. That's that's not Amy. Oh, that's Mary. That's oh that's yeah, Mary. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right, what's new with you guys? What's happening? What is happening? Marin, new. You were in the studio last week. I was. Here, here's what's yes. here's what started happening, guys. Tell, tell I me. say what's happening, and yep. you guys all sit there I like, uh, what is happening? Well, hey, so I started up. having to make notes of what's going on in all of your lives. Yes, I'm to so try glad to, like, you did prompt that. You. I need that more. Like Barry's, he's yeah. usually ready, but I need that more than anybody. Because I already How answered. How is the right? retreat? Is the first bullet on my list? Okay, good. Marin, that's really good of you. Good hosting. <laughs> yeah, Marin, well you were in the done. studio. I was in the studio. So yeah, we. I, I think last time I talked about Friday and our volunteers were there and yeah. recorded their parts and it was so much fun. And then uh, Monday of last week, uh, the four of us uh, worship leaders at Grace across the campuses, so that would be Ephraim, Will, Brad, and myself all went and recorded vocals on mm-hmm. one song. And Did it we discover amazing. the name of the song? I think we're just going to call it A Why to Live For. And is that bad? No, is that's it good. real bad to just like take the name of the book straight? No, I think they should sell them together. I don't know that the song... That's fun. <laughs> That's not my intention for it, but... Oh, you're not going to sell the song. You're going to give it away. We're releasing it, right? I don't know. I honestly don't know. Yeah, we're going to give it away. I just make things. Thanks for your gift. Thanks. Just make So it, it was a success. It was. The, it was The song super is recorded. Awesome. It's going to be done by the weekend. Really, like, the four of us rarely get to do anything musically together at the same time. And by you know? the four of you, you mean the three campuses I mean and the you. people I just mentioned. Yeah, she just named them all. The well, I know, but if, if Fisher's, if people in Fisher's are like, what, who is he from? Like, what? I've never heard of this person. So it's, oh, it's right. representatives from every campus and you. Yeah, which I also did say, like right before 
Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm reading right. notes about your life. <laughs> Play so. back the tapes. <laughs> <laughs> no, us worship leaders across the campuses of Grace. Yeah. So right. we got to do it for uh, the last Covenant community. Um, Ephraim was out of town, so we missed oh, yeah. him. But it was Brad and Will and myself got to do that together. So I just... I love creating ways for the four of us to come together and yeah. do something um, just fun and unique. And mm -hmm. I feel like this song, now that I've heard the final mix of it, I feel like it sounds like grace. It sounds like cool. us. It represents who we are. We sing about stuff that we talk about here at Grace that's really unique to us. And Great. yeah, that was super fun. Okay, here's a question. What stylistically, what genre is the song in? Ooh, that's a good one. That or is, is it good. unique? Rough um, and tumble. It's definitely rough and tumble. That's what I was going for. Um, <laughs> so like singer songwriter, is it like perhaps gospel? maybe it's yeah. It doesn't have yeah. I would not call it. Is it uh, French Afro <laughs> indie Tyler, fusion? You, you have heard it. What would you say? I mean, I would uh, just like contemporary. Yeah, contemporary yeah. Christian music, smooth yeah. rock. Yeah, it's like <laughs> smooth jazz. It's good for the soul. <laughs> Like, do you listen to it when you're on a run or no. when you're like no. driving in the car late at night or? Well, actually, maybe both. I would I would say on a run would be good and I would definitely say in the car would be good. I have listened to it in the car. What was cool mm -hmm. to me the other day, and this, this means the world to me, I know that I've done a good thing. When my husband starts whistling it or humming it oh, yeah. around oh. the house, like that's when I knew, like, that's yes, success. we you did it. it. Yep. We did it. It got into Jed's head. That that's was great. awesome. That was super awesome. And uh, so we're going to, at every campus, we're going to play this song this coming this weekend. weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's exciting. Yeah. And then we're going to do a diagnosis, not a diag uh, what do you, what, <laughs> dissection, a dissection. We're going to break gonna, it down. What's wrong with this pieces. song? We're going to pin it down <laughs> and cut it up. We're going to do a dissection of it March 4th at the uh, book launch. We're going to play it and do the whole like talking over, talking over here it kind of thing. Cool. Break I'm excited about it. I've got notes. Awesome. Oh, good. I've got notes for you. You're going to be prepared. Yeah. I really hope you <laughs> yeah. do. That's great. Uh, yeah, March 4th, uh, book launch. Yes. A Why to Live For, Dave's book. Coming out. Coming out. You coming? Life you pod. coming, Barry? You I'll, look surprised. I'll be there. No, I, was, <laughs> I just remembered something else that happened to us. Oh, well, on Saturday, this is just life updates. On Saturday, I was, as I was getting ready to preach, uh, I get a FaceTime, like video FaceTime call from Olivia and I, I, I pick it up and she's like, Hey, look at this. And she flips the phone around our entire kitchen and our apartment was standing water two <gasps> inches no! and the the sink was just overflowing. Like it wasn't on, it was coming up from the drain. Oh, gross. Oh, it was my like God. clean water no, nightmare, but, but <coughs> no. Yeah. And thankfully we live in an apartment. So mm, we just mm -hmm. called the people and they came over and fixed it, cleaned it all up. But Ugh. Ah. So sorry. Anyway, that happened. So yeah. I was a little distracted. But we so, had no, you don't know what caused it or what well, was going on? Well, I think there was like a, I don't know, who knows? There was like a clog, but it was like farther down the pipe. So uh -huh. I think our upstairs neighbor was running his dishwasher. Oh, no, oh it was all your water. his dishwasher through I don't know what it was. Well, at least <laughs> it was clean water. That's it was clean. clear How water. How do we know? Clear water. Yeah, it, was, <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't like brown. Yeah. That's Ugh. just awful. I'm yeah. sorry to hear that. So mm. I'm sure we'll have some nice tasteful black, what, what black about mold. The, uh, and, yeah. What about the book launch made you think of that? Yeah, right? I don't know. No. <laughs> I was just like, I was just like life updates. There's gotta be something. Up, like Cause I just remembered. I was like, Whoa, I forgot that that happened. So anyway. yeah, we're doing the live pod on Monday. <laughs> sorry. Uh, <laughs> sorry. We're doing a live pod on Monday. Dave will be here. And really, uh, I'm really excited about it cause we get to celebrate Dave and something that this is a first time thing for him. He's never written a book before. So I'm really excited for that. I don't know what to expect. I hope 
friends of the pod are coming um, on Facebook. You don't have to RSVP, but on Facebook around like 340 people or 350 people have said that they're interested in coming and a hundred people are said they're definitely coming. So, cool. um, yeah. So bring your friends, bring your family. This will be an opportunity to celebrate Dave, get a copy of his book. Fingers crossed. We're still waiting on the uh, shipment. Can we heckle you? You can do whatever you Since want. It's a live pod. Like if I'm in the audience, can I heckle? I want to heckle you. Yeah, we just you. Nobody else. We can else. have a security you, escort Tyler. you out. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. Yeah, that's that good. would be funny. I hope it goes viral. Uh, Amy. <laughs> yeah. Goth party. Yes. Oh yeah. We need an update. How did that go? It went well. Re- did you dress up in goth? I sure did. Okay, for anybody who missed last week's episode, Amy, your daughter, <laughs> twenty-one, twenty-one in Nashville. Mm-hmm. She invited your entire family my nieces, down to all my nieces come dress yeah. up for a goth. Yeah, and I'm telling party. you, when you tell my family that there's a theme, it's going to go to oh, a whole other level. Oh my goodness, it really did. So okay. everybody yeah. participated. They, and- oh yeah, even my very pregnant niece. Who's oh, like nice. due in April? Full wow. on. Her, hers might have been the best costume of all. Like, okay, so you dressed up, and then what happened? Uh, we had a really nice place that we stayed at, and we hung out there, and then we went out, and um, that's when I ran into your friend John Christ. Oh randomly. yeah, you saw John Christ yes. while yeah. you were wearing your goth stuff. Yes. That yeah. is great. But we, we kind of forgot that we were in goth. Like we'd had it on so long that when we when we left the house, we kind of forgot that we were dressed like that. Oh my goodness! So people were looking at us and we we're like, "Hey, hi, oh yeah." So I Don't said to Tyler, <laughs> I said to Ty, I sent him a selfie of John Christ and me because I'm like, "This is the most random thing ever." Like in this enormous city of Nashville, what are the odds that I would run into his friend? So I said, I'm friends with Tyler and we chatted for just mm-hmm. a second. I said, we have to send him a selfie. Mm, friends and is so, a little liberal of a term, but <laughs> it is. I, gotcha. I, I was trying to get in good. Yeah, so, gotcha. um, and so I sent it to him <laughs> and I'm like, dropping. I was like, I don't know if John really wanted to talk to me. He seemed like he had places to be. And Tyler was like, well, you did look like a vampire. So maybe he, was, <laughs> yeah, that's creepy, he might have been man. scared, but I seriously. Get forgot. out of my face. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 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 So I think I kind of forgot that. Yeah. I looked like that. But yeah, it, but it, was, was, a hit. it was it was a hit. Did Liza I have a good time? She did. I think the only reason Liza wanted to have a goth birthday party is so that she could write on her because she loves tweeting and all yeah. social media. She likes coming up with things. So I think she wrote something like today is my birthday. Um, something, something, just another year closer to death. I think that's what she wanted. I, I believe that's, that's a Pink exciting. Floyd quote. Yes, she yes. was quoting oh Pink Floyd. And so, but I think the goth theme went along with that kind of dismal look yeah. on life that <laughs> yeah, she wanted well, to. Yeah. When she's not a dismal person, I just think she thought it was funny. It, so. it, it was funny. The yes, irony of yes. it all. Yeah. So it's a bunch of blonde ladies just like running around in goth. <laughs> it was that crazy. Was the it was funniest part that we're all blonde. Sure I know everyone. <laughs> Except my one niece has dark like hair. That's about every it. Gothic, gothic people I smiling. Had, like, had, like, dreadlocks. Yes. Or, like, gothic sevens. Their hair. Exactly. Y'all blondes just wore black just, and called just, it goth. It, that's what I we love did. It. Black lipstick and a black shirt. And we were like, <laughs> we're goth. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. But um, Nashville's the greatest city ever. I'm not going to lie. It I is. love it's it. It's a great city. Fun. Fun, I love, fun. I love going down there. Yes. Um, guys, I have never been prouder of Grace Church. Oh, my goodness. Since my, <laughs> I've attended Grace Church since 1998. Oh my gosh. Here it goes. And I have never Here it comes. been prouder <laughs> of our friends of the pod and Grace Church family than Friday night when we had a board game night at 146th Street Campus where you could come, participate in games, participate, eating Chili Mac or having a Nerf War or whatever. Your I kids had all. Was, th- I thought it was Chili and Mac and Cheese. 
Well, yeah, it was I both. I announced it, both. it three times. I was like, <laughs> come and have chili and mac and, and, mac cheese. and cheese. It, it was that. There Were was there mac and cheese. Were there not hot dogs as well? Yeah, that was weird. Anyways. Why? <laughs> mac and cheese and chili go with hot dogs. Chili dogs? Yeah. Chili dogs. Chili yeah. dogs? That's not why I'm proud, all right? I'm proud. <laughs> well, I'm always about the food, so. Because over 500 people came to play games. Yeah. Did we go to a gamer nerd church? Oh, <laughs> well, you go here, goodness. so apparently we do. <laughs> do we I was so impressed and proud of everybody. Like, I was teaching some tables, and the tables were full. It looked like a mini Gen Con here. There was an opportunity for kids to go do active stuff in one part of the building. And Did Nerf people Wars dress and... up like Gen Con? No, no. Oh, but that would have been the, funny if but like all somebody the tables, Yeah, there were tables set up, up like, like 400 Vader. people. <laughs> Tyler, uh, wasn't there like a YouTuber person? Yeah, who does, so um, I'm sure everybody listening to this knows Man vs. Meeple gave us a shout out. <laughs> On his Facebook page. I don't know if he was here. I don't know. You're going to have to explain who that is. I don't know. know. Versus what? All right. So in the board game world, they have a lot. so bored already. Keep going. (laughs) I haven't even started. In the board game world, there are pretty popular uh, board game reviewers and influencers. Okay. And one of them is local. His name or their name is Man vs. Meeple. Meeple being the game we played at our retreat. Retreat? The other night. Didn't yeah, we yeah. play with Meeples? Things that come in games sometimes are called Meeples. Oh, so it's not what just related to it's that a, game. I got really excited. It's a, it's a board game component. <laughs> oh. Tyler's getting so frustrated trying to get through this story. <laughs> Anyways, I'm going to edit all this out. Yeah. No, you're not. Keep uh, no. Anyways, he was either here or somebody sent them, him, a, a picture and he posted it on his page. And so, yeah, we got a shout out from like board game, top of the mountain. Wow. I think he was here because Jeff McCracken, my brother-in-law, was bummed that he didn't come. Oh, yeah. And he saw some picture and he's like, oh, yeah, that's him. Like, yeah. He knew who it was and he was like, why didn't I go? I didn't know they were going to be there. See what I'm saying? Wow. We so are now, we are we are now uh, board, on the map. Board game geeks. Yeah. I couldn't Very be proud. prouder. Very proud. Uh, <laughs> the look on Marin's face is like, wow. That's exciting. That's so cool. So, guys, we write our own songs for worship and board game geeks. Right. right. You can find meeples under the steeple. <laughs> We're starting a new YouTuber. Let's do it, Tyler. Meeples under the steeple. Oh, I think next my. game night should be goth themed and everyone has to dress up gothic and play games there. Then it's come Get out. <laughs> Well, uh, I do. I do understand that that would be like a little piece of heaven for you, Tyler, yeah, to be in that great. game world. It was great. All right, Amy, you're here for a very specific and special reason. Yeah, this is and and so so like deep. I'm yeah. here for such right. a deep and so meaningful. You're very into movies. Yeah, and you are basically the showrunner. I know you didn't direct this past year's per- big production of Mary Poppins at Grace, but you, no. you're you kind of the showrunner every year. You, you're no. the part of the team or the person sure. that chooses what we're doing in terms of productions. Yes. And okay. so you're very into what's happening in theater and in the movies and that kind of stuff. And so we asked you or you invited yourself to I come sh- talk about <laughs> what happened this past Sunday with in the movie industry yes. with the Oscars. So yep. let's spend a few moments. Just a few. And talk about some takeaways every year. It seems like, um, the Oscar, like what is this year? What, what is this year's Oscars going to be remembered for women and diversity? So there were women there. 
There were women that won. <laughs> there were a lot of women that won. Okay. And more diversity than we've seen in uh, several years of winners. So okay. That, and nominees. Okay. Because I was going to, I was going to say it's going to be remembered for the one without the host. Well, that too. Yeah. Okay. What was that like? I it was boring. I didn't watch it. Yeah. It I can't was, imagine how they could have done it. So this is probably going to be our last Oscars talk. Because if they do the like no host thing from now on, it's just going to be boring. Yeah, it did. It was because the hosts are what come up with any of bits, like the opener and everything. That's all come up with by Jimmy Kimmel or Ellen DeGeneres or Whoopi Goldberg or Billy Crystal. They come up. So there were no bits. There were yeah, no, no jokes. nothing humorous, nothing really creative. No jokes. So that was lacking. Mm. Sometimes they do too much of that and mm-hmm. it just makes the show go on forever. But this year, it just, without anything, it mm. felt lacking. So who won? Who Who were some of the major winners? Um, surprises were that Green Book won for movie. That was not expected. I think everybody thought it was going to be Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, the Queen movie. Right. About that, yeah. which that, that opening was pretty cool. I'm not going to lie. They opened with the original members of the band Queen with Adam Lambert, who I think he won American Idol um, as the lead singer, of course, taking Freddie Mercury's spot. And they yeah. opened and it was pretty epic. I mean, they did a couple of Queen songs and it was pretty big and cool. Um, yeah. So a lot of people thought that would win um, or or possibly um, The Favorite or Black Panther, which was not only a really well done movie, but like a huge blockbuster that everybody saw. Um, but then the Green Book just kind of snuck in there and took it. So that was a surprise. Marin didn't see that. I have not seen it. Have you seen any of these, Marin? No. <laughs> Marin's going to step out for a few I, I, saw, movie fan. I saw all but three of the Best Picture nominees. Okay. And I didn't see Black Did Panther. Did anybody win my kids that you're like, like, they definitely should not have won? Like that one year when uh, La La Land won and then all of a sudden they didn't win? Right. And Moonlight Did actually any, won. Like, was there any drama? Did anything happen? No. What are you it here was, for? I don't know what I'm here for. <laughs> I, 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 just because I wanted to be on the pod. Okay. So I, I tried to come up with some kind of okay. shtick to be on so here. Did you guys see <laughs> it Mel- worked. Yes. Mel- <laughs> Melissa McCarthy's dress? No. What She, she what wore she... a dress that was covered in stuffed rabbits. Who is she wearing? That's Wait, hilarious. what? Yeah. It's the, and she's like got this very serious look on her face. And so now uh, <laughs> Olivia showed me something that said it was like a little wait, too. Wait, wait, wait. Stuffed animal rabbits? Yeah. Or like yeah. stuffed yeah, rabbits? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, stuffed, sorry. Stuffed, stuffed like, animal like rabbits. Okay. No, no, no. Not ta- they're like stuffed stuffed bunnies. They're not <laughs> not actual rabbits. I'm sorry. I should have clarified that. Thank you. No, stuffed animals. Uh, anyway, she wore that. And so Liv showed me a, a little two panel thing that's like, so where do you see yourself in five years? And it's just the picture of... <laughs> One thing I do know. This year's Halloween costume. Did she win anything? No. She was nominated for something, yeah, right? Yeah, she, she finally did a, Melissa McCarthy. Yeah. She did a serious movie, very serious movie this, this year and was nominated for Best Actress. Wow. And okay. I saw the film and she was really, really good. So she didn't win, but the night before they have this thing called the Razzies. Yeah. And she won Worst Actress for the movie she was nominated for for best actress or something or maybe she was in a different it movie might have been a different movie but she was she won <laughs> worst actress of the year and the very next night she was nominated for yeah. best actress it was crazy sounds really crazy it was crazy yeah um, so i'm trying to think if there were any other big moments. well olivia coleman wasn't supposed to win a best actress either and she snuck yeah. in there and took it away from glenn close who's like the susan lucci of mm-hmm. the oscars oh, really? always always nominated has never won so so do you think people are going to be mad Looking back, that Green Book won. Um, the P. Somebody's always mad at whatever one. Well, like the the famous the example of this is we look back on like I, I think it was like two thousand four, the year Crash won. Be- Barry right. showing me a picture of 
Is the that bunny, her with the bunny bunnies? Gown. Oh my goodness. You didn't say anything about the Elizabethan <laughs> collar. Yeah, oh my goodness. She's hilarious. The fact that she would wear that to the Oscars is the greatest yeah, thing what is, ever. What is she doing? <laughs> I don't know. I love awesome. it. So Crash won Best Picture yeah. mm-hmm. in a year where a lot of people are like, that had no business winning mm-hmm. Best Picture. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that going to be Green Book? Yes. Okay. There were so many great movies this year. I mean, Black Panther, Black Klansman, A Star is Born, Bohemian Rhapsody, Lots of the one thing I will say that I was happy about there was a movie called Roma that was nominated for Best Picture that mm-hmm. was a Netflix production, mm-hmm. which means it was never in theaters. And I'm not going to lie, I was going to be really bummed if that won mm-hmm. because to me the the movies is it's going to a theater, sitting down in this dark room with people that you paying twenty dollars a ticket. I know, but there's something really I love going to the movies. Like I, that's an art form that I can see. I know it's dying out. And because, so because this did not give you the possibility of going, right. to, you yeah. don't want it to win <laughs> no, awards. I don't. I don't because you can sit in the comfort of your own home it's and just watch still it. Like a I film want, that's been made. Yes. I know, the but actors. I, I, Put their blood, sweat, and tears into it. I just it, didn't writers. want it to. I didn't want it to win. Well, I wanted then, a, you got a what movie. you wanted. I did. I did. <laughs> but there were lots of good movies this year. It was a. It was a good year for movies. I think. Good. Yeah. I. I enjoyed it. I that helped. wasn't a downer at all. No, it wasn't. It was, an, <laughs> it was a big happy, happy, happy thing. All and right. I. Uh, yeah. So you. Uh, Let's, let's move on. Yeah. That's the end of our Oscars it's, talk because Mary contributed absolutely nothing, and I don't know where <laughs> Sorry, this is going. Guys, right. And we. Yeah. It's. We're all good. Who knows? It may be completely edited out. Oh. Just kidding. Okay. Um, we're, let's talk about Barry's great sermon this past weekend. Barry, you came in. <laughs> Have you preached yet during uh, Won't You Be My Neighbor? No, this is my one and only yeah. show. So you got, this is the last weekend this of was it. sermon series. Yeah. And so you got to come in and talk about your hero once. That's right, Fred Rogers. Great. That's why you included every fun fact you could think <laughs> of. Could, in yeah. That's right. That's right. I dumped them all in there. <laughs> so you preached on Colossians three verses nine through eleven. Um, do you mind giving us just a quick synopsis of uh, what your big idea was for anybody who may have missed it, anybody, anybody who hasn't seen it yet? Yeah, nine through fifteen. Oh, be, nine through fifteen. Sorry. Uh, mm. Yeah. So Paul uses the metaphor of clothing yourself as a way of describing the the actions and the attitudes that we are to have towards one another in community. So basically what I was saying is uh, if we want to experience the kind of community that we've been talking about all month, this in this whole, won't you be my neighbor series, then we have to clothe ourselves with self-giving love. And it's weird to refer to it as is a metaphor, but taking it even deeper, Paul in Colossians, he uses this virtues list, which we can talk about later, but to describe what that self-giving love looks like and he uses these five, these five virtues. And so essentially it's, it's this list of stuff that you're really just supposed to go and think about and apply to your life and not just completely understand the first time you hear it. You're meant to go and mm. chew on it. Cause what does it mean to wear kindness and yeah. what does it mean to clothe yourself with gentleness? Those kinds of things. It, it's meant to be food for thought. So it was basically, I was just setting up the idea of why does Paul use clothing as a metaphor? And mm-hmm. then why, uh, what are these five words that he used or these five ideas that he lays out and how does that play a part in self-giving love, which is the, the most crucial ingredient to us finding true community. Yeah. You, you started by kind of saying um, when, or what we wear tells two specific things about us, yes. right? W- yeah. What were those things? Uh, the first thing is it, it is an indicator of 
your identity. It's, mm-hmm. it's a way that you are able to tell the world, this is who I am or what I care about. And I use the example of Mr. Rogers, Fred Rogers, cause he started his show every time putting on a cardigan and sneakers. And he was basically telling the kids watching, I'm a safe place. I'm where we can relax and just be together. Now work is done. Let's, let's just be together. So that's an example of an identity. Like he, he's using his clothing as an identity. And the second thing is that it's a choice. Mm. Uh, and obviously I gave some caveats to that, but the the idea is you pick what you wear and you choose what identity you are going to be showing the world yeah for the most part obviously so those are the two things that i that i said i believe were behind paul's reason for using the clothing yourself metaphor which he uses three different times i mentioned two of them once in galatians once in colossians he also <laughs> uses it once in ephesians as well mm. and it's also in first peter it's a pretty common metaphor mm mm-hmm. mhm Okay, so um, you said what we wear is a choice. When we choose to follow Jesus, we strip off our sinful nature and we choose to put something else on in its place. Yeah. And then you went down a list of five different things that Paul is basically telling us, here's your choice. Right. When you follow Jesus, this is your choice of what to put on. Right. In Colossians 3.12. And he does... I made it. You technically could argue, oh, there's actually six things in the list because he says in verse 14, above all, clothe yourselves with love. Hmm. Actually, there's it doesn't even say clothe yourselves in the Greek. It just says it just says above all love. Hmm. But I'm choosing to see that as a summary that kind of encapsulates the whole outfit. That's the overcoat over the the outfit of love. So it's the stuffed animal rabbit. that's, That's right. Yeah. Well, in one of the translations, I'm not sure if it's the one you used, it does say clothe yourselves in love. So you you didn't just No, no. NLT says clothe yeah. yourselves with love, but I'm just saying that in, in the, the Greek, Greek it doesn't it's say just that. a continuation of the list. Mm. But I'm saying the idea is that it it covers the and then covers the, the other five. The very end of it says, and always be thankful. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> just a little tag. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> by the way, be thankful. And always be thankful. So yeah. My wife and I have had a lot of conversations recently about the things that I choose to wear. Yeah. Uh, You kind of went through your own list on stage of like the things that make you insecure, but your wife wants you to do more of like wearing a suit coat or whatever. Right. And so I've had similar conversations in my house (laughs) where my wife, the shirt I'm literally wearing at this moment, why my wife told me it makes me look flubby. What? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So your century twenty one pullover? The shirt underneath it. Oh, oh let's oh. see. Well, we can't tell if you're schlubby. Schlubby? Well, first of all. Or flubby. <laughs> flubby. Flubby. <laughs> Not flabby. flabby. I, don't, I don't even know what flubby means. I don't means, even first know what it means. But it got Is me thinking. It the, it's, sounds to me that it's a combination of flabby and chubby. Or schlubby. Well, thanks a lot, everybody. Well, I'm sorry. That's just what it sounds like. I don't I'm not saying that was the intent. It got me thinking about what, whether I actually choose what I'm wearing or if I'm just like, ah, eh, that looks good. And so even the choice of like, eh, it's on the floor. I wore it yesterday. It's only worn once. Right. Like, let's just put it back on. Like, right. what I, is that? That is saying something. I did mention that. I, sh- I think I mentioned it in all the sermons that one of the ways that you could, you could, you could be communicating that I don't care about clothes. Yeah. Like that's actually yeah. one of the things you could be saying to people. Or yeah, I think for me, I mean, I care about clothes, I guess, but. I think I've I've just been like, yeah, I don't really care how I look. Yeah, I think you and I both used to communicate a lot more about how we saw ourselves through our clothes when we were younger. Yeah. Like a whole lot more. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like, like rock and roll? Punk rock. Yeah. You know, all that. Like I, I banned t-shirts. We yeah. wanted the world to be able to identify the things we liked by what we wore. But something mm. happens. Something happens. Something happens you'll, where you'll, you're like. You stop wearing guy liner. Yeah. <laughs> right. Take, the guy liner gets put on the shelf. I sew patches on my pants with dental floss Take anymore. off the man prees. <laughs> now I say I'm a mom. Who yeah. works at a church yeah. and drives a Honda CRV? Yep. Flubby <laughs> flannel <laughs> is my style choice. And so I, it just, it did get me thinking about like, oh, I am making a choice about what I'm wearing. And that choice is I don't care about how I look, mm-hmm. which says something about yeah. me, Yeah, which is probably not what I want to say. So I got to start paying more attention. Glad you got something important out yeah. of this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <All right. laughs> Lauren will be happy though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I, yeah. And my whole thing, I, I did that whole little spiel. It was yeah. just a joke, but it, it's also all true that I, I just don't really care about clothes and everybody has opinions on what I should wear. And I'm like, guys, I just, if I could just wear monks robes, <laughs> I would be so yeah. pretty awesome. One, I did know a guy who did that. He wasn't a monk, but he wore I, a know, Franciscan gown every single day. Are you sure he day? wasn't, did, did he think he was a Jedi? Just, he was married, like oh. a married guy. I knew him in Chicago and that was his thing. He wore the Franciscan garb well, wow. every day. I would love to, but. You would? I, if I had one robe to put on and the other one was being washed and then I yeah. swapped them, man, that would That'd be, be the nice. Because right. then you never have to think about what to put on. You just wear what you... Mm-hmm. Steve Jobs had jeans yep. and a black shirt. All, every day. He just... That's, <laughs> yeah, but he probably had like 500 of them. Probably. And they were all yeah. probably and really expensive. they were expensive. the most expensive yeah. black turtlenecks you could ever own. But he didn't have to... That's yeah. one thing he didn't have to think about. And he was a terrible person. Well, was he? <laughs> I'm kidding. I don't know. I don't know anything so about it. So the clothing metaboor. Yeah, is it lost on this generation? Because we're kind of turning it into clothes. <laughs> so, all right. Anyways, it I, it got me thinking about the choices that I'm making. And when you talked about how what you wear is a choice mm-hmm. and that I could make the choice that shows that I care about myself. Um, I'm looking at this list of things like tender hearted, mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. And if I'm looking at those as a choice, yeah. um, I had to ask myself, I had to sit there and ask myself, like, I think you even asked, um, the congregation, the question, like which one of these articles is clothing or how many of these are sitting in my closet, mm. just like with moth holes in them, moth yeah. bites in them or kindness. whatever. For you? No, for oh, you. for me? <laughs> for me? Kindness? Yeah, last and week. And gentleness, Marin. And gentleness. Last week, we went around the room and called out spiritual gifts in yeah. one another. Yeah. This week, we're going to call we're out good. which ones, which clothes we're not wearing. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's, you mentioned the choice. What's so interesting about it is if that's the case, if this is a choice and tenderhearted mercy is on here, that's an emotion. That's an emotional response to seeing somebody. And Paul's implying that you can choose that. You can choose to feel that way towards somebody, which I think is kind of, kind of radical if you really mm-hmm. think about it. Cause we just yeah like, Oh, I don't want to talk to that person. Oh, what, yeah. like, what if you actually could choose a different response? That's yeah. anyway, it's thought provoking. Well, yeah, go ahead. Well, it, <laughs> I made a, I made a, a list next to the list that you gave. Remember mm-hmm. as a kid when it would be like, you're doing kindergarten homework now, or maybe you've helped your kids with this kind of homework where it's like you you match the thing yes. on the left side of the page to the word on yeah. the right side mm-hmm. of the page. Yeah. So it's a car and you draw a line to the word car. And right. I did that with this list because that's how I saw it in my brain. Tender, mercy, kindness, humility, meekness, or I'm sorry, gentleness, patience, be thankful. I, I, I compared that to fruits of the spirit. Mm-hmm. Kindness was on the list. 
It's a fruit of the spirit. Patience was on the list. It's a fruit of the spirit. Gentleness was also a fruit of the spirit. They, they overlap so much. It brought up all kinds of questions for me about how much of this is me choosing. Uh, it, it, it certainly tells us to clothe ourselves. So it is yeah. an act that we yeah. are called to do, but who makes the clothes? Who gives you the clothes? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, they're fruits of the spirit. So mm. if I'm, it brought me back to your dad's message a couple months ago of living in the spirit or mm-hmm. living by the spirit. If I am living in the spirit, these things are like given to me. Mm-hmm. They're upon me. I have them. I can live in them. I don't, hopefully it'll get to the point where I don't have to wake up every day and think, put on gentleness. Right. Be gentle. Right. Because sometimes that <laughs> seems impossible. Like I can't muster it up right. on my own, but by the power of the Holy spirit, I can. Right. Well, that's a great point. It's, it is a partnership. Mm-hmm. Our, our life and our transformation is a partnership. Like you can't just, you know, sit in a chair and be like, all right, let's do this. <laughs> okay. You <laughs> can't just sit in a, can't just sit in a chair in an easy chair and just be like, all right, God, give me my destiny. Right. Like there's a part yeah. of it where you have to get up and go and, right. you know, and yeah. I think the same thing is true here. Like, all right, God, make me a better person. He's like, oh, yeah, I'll give you the tools mm. and you're going to, you're going to you choose up, it, man. Yeah. It's yeah. So that's a, that's a really good, um, good perspective. Good point. Okay. So I'm going to go through the list again in case people have forgotten it. There's tenderhearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, which, what are, um, what are the things that, that convicted you that you're like, man, I gotta, I gotta put on the pantsuit of gentleness <laughs> or whatever, you know, like what, what, what is that for you? Hmm. What's hard for us? Which, yeah, what's which hard? These, what what doesn't come naturally? Like what overall, what tools do you have that you have not used or not chosen to put on? I think for me, it, I think sometimes tenderhearted mercy and patience. When it when I'm interacting with somebody who willfully chooses not to make progress, mm. or they just keep making the yeah. same mistake over and over again, or I just look at them and I think like you could be doing better. Sometimes it's hard for me feel tenderhearted mercy some or, or mm. to be patient with their lack of progress. Sometimes I'd just like, come on, man, like figure it out. I'm not talking about you, Tyler. I looked at yeah, you when I said that. Right at me. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> so that that's probably one that I, I like, it's really easy for me to have tenderhearted mercy when I come across somebody who's struggling with poverty or disease mm. or something like that. It's when people are struggling in the, in a more, uh, I guess a spiritual sense or even a willful sense. That's when I struggle to, to have that mercy sometimes, but I'm working on it. Hmm. Patience for sure. For you? Yeah. Always. And I should remind how I defined patience. Yeah. Cause it, the way that in the context, it's not just being able to wait around, you know, for something to happen. It's, it's actually being patient, allowing other people to be imperfect and to have faults and sorry. So go ahead. I didn't know you said that. I think think you do that. It still works for me. I still, really? I still struggle with it. Do you, do you struggle with patience of people, people's imperfections? Cause I, I don't, I mean, um, I don't feel I, like I that. just feel like I can get from zero to 50 really quick. Mm. Like, you know, maybe it's more anger, but I think anger maybe stems from impatience. I don't know. Like, uh, yeah. So I think, I think my kids would say I get impatient really with, with them and, and yeah, I, yeah. And I have to remind myself a lot that, that they are, 
they are the age they are. They are not my age. They don't have my experience. They don't <laughs> yeah. have. Yeah. That's a really good like, point. They, they're growing into who God has called them to be. And I need to have patience with that. I also struggle with patience with, particularly with people that say that they've surrendered to Christ. I struggle w- when I see them continuing to make mistake after mistake or make bad. Off with after, their heads. Right. <laughs> <laughs> or just treat people unkindly. Or I, I get so like, I don't have a lot of patience or mercy. Mm-hmm. I guess would yeah. go along with that. I so when I, you sense like hypocritical, yes, behavior I, I or just something. yeah, but I don't want to let myself off the hook with that either. Yeah. Like that can sound like well, they're doing something wrong, and I'm impatient with that. Yeah. I, the impatience on my part is completely inappropriate and yeah. wrong. So it's funny that you say that. My husband and I had a conversation I think this week where my husband's worked in high schools for. Yeah many, many, many years, worked in Chicago public high schools. He's worked with all kinds of at-risk, urban youth, just hard situations. He's lived it, worked in it. He's good at what he does. He said to me the other day that he expected our teens when they became teens to start giving us (laughs) some of the headaches they are giving us. And he said, I I don't, I don't think you were ready. Oh. <laughs> I don't think you knew what to expect. He said that to you. <laughs> he said that to me. Yep. Because it is. It's like the sky is falling. What happened to my kids? Right. Teens, man. What is going on? I was not ready. Dangerous right. teens. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He is definitely more patient with them than I am. Hmm. I wrote down, Barry, when you said allowing other people around you to be imperfect. That was, yep. that hit me right between the eyes. Hmm. Why? Yeah. Because I feel like I don't have a... I don't know if tolerance is the right word. I think I'm still trying to find the balance of trying to, I don't want to misquote your dad, but he kept talking about um, not wanting a fool to become a fool. Yes. And so, you know, give him a hug, but give him a bust in the chops or whatever. Yeah. And so where is, where's the balance between being tenderhearted and having mercy? Mm-hmm. Can you be tenderhearted? Can you be kind and still bust someone in the chops? Cause let me tell you about this boy in my house. <laughs> Oh no. Yeah. That was actually one of my questions is like, do you always have to wear this stuff or can you take it off for a moment to, to do that part? The busting and the chops part. I I, I really think that it's gotta be a both. And like, you're not going to bust someone in the chops out of meanness or cruelty when you're doing it. But that's what I still get your act together, son. But that's what I think (laughs) is the key. If you, if you're not, if you're not loving in the midst of that, then it is, then it isn't nice. Like, you know what I mean? If you love somebody so much that you bust them in the chops a little bit because you want to get them to a better place because you love them so much. Yeah. Right. And I'm not going to lie. That's, I mean, when I talked a couple of weeks ago, that was my big thing. Like if you don't love people, Mm -hmm. you can't change them. Like you, you can't change them anyway. But even, I think you're getting in the way of what the spirit wants to do in people's lives. If you are not going into it. Yeah actively loving them. Right. Yeah. And you, yeah. You go in there and to help to correct them, but you do it in humility, do it with patience, mm. do it with love. If you look at verse 16 and 17, it kind of answers a little bit of what we're talking here. I didn't get into this in the sermon, but it says teach and counsel each other with all the wisdom that Christ gives. And also says, whatever you do or say, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to him. So if you're going to say something to somebody, correct them. You're doing it as a representative right. of Jesus and you're doing it while still wearing patience and tenderhearted mercy mm-hmm. and humility. I think that's different than mm. saying, hold on a second. I got to stop being gentle and I'm just going to bust right, you right, right yeah. in the face. I'm wearing the socks of harshness. 
<laughs> I'm but, feeling but aggressive. I, uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that should be a sound bite. <laughs> it is. What? <laughs> I'm feeling aggressive. Oh, okay. Well, now add berries to it too, because yeah, yeah. that's. A, um, yeah, and I and that sure. is I'm that is. It is both and the living in the spirit and making the choice because there are times that you just have to dig in and make the choice to love somebody yes. and to yeah. and and I'm constantly checking my motives hmm. when I'm getting ready to to say something or do something. I'm constantly having to say, where is your heart right now Yeah, for that other individual? Do you do, you do this? I do this frequently, not as often yeah. as I should, because there's times where I'm sure I'm not yeah. in the right frame, but I'm trying really hard to think about are my motives pure? Am I loving this person mm. well? Am I doing anything in a manipulative way so that it looks good on me? Y- you know what I mean? Because yeah. you can yeah. pretend to love somebody so that it looks like you did the right thing. Mm. And you, yeah. so it's a, it's super hard, but it's so great if you do it. Yeah. So one of my questions, and Barry, I, I would love for you to speak to this is, all right, if I know I'm somebody who... I'm like, man, I just, I want to have tenderhearted mercy. I want to grow in that, but I just, I don't know, you know, it just kind of, I just don't feel sorry or I don't feel empathy toward this group of people. How sure. do you grow in that? Or if I'm somebody who's like, yeah, I, I don't, it maybe it hit me this weekend. Like I don't necessarily consider others better than myself. So, or better than myself. So I'm not wearing clothing of humility. Like how right. do I grow in the things that I'm, um, not sufficient? In? Yeah. Yeah. Two things. One, what Marin said earlier, you got to do it with the spirit. So don't try to do it alone. Ask the Holy Spirit to help is a, is a great first step. Um, but second, I would say what, what I said at the end, at the very end of the sermon, I said, um, you know, what they say about, about clothing is, you know, don't dress for the job, mm-hmm. dress for the job you want, not for the mm-hmm. dro- job you have. And I said, the same thing's true for community dress for the community you want, not the community mm-hmm. you have. And what I said essentially was don't wait until you are a humble person to lift somebody up. Don't wait until you're patient to yes. start making allowance for people's yes. faults. Like you can choose, you, you may have trouble seeing others as better than yourself, but what about that person yep. right yeah. now? What about you know, that if you're, you're, you might have trouble feeling mercy towards people who are messed up or whatever, but you can have mercy towards this one person in this one instance. It's just a matter of yeah. saying, I'm going to try this. I'm going to try it on for size, see how yeah. it feels. It, yeah. It's reminding me of something we talked about a couple episodes ago when I read from James, uh, the first chapter, dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, <laughs> consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know, when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you'll be perfect. You'll be complete, lacking nothing. When you knew King James, <laughs> hallelujah, somebody. <laughs> Wish I had one witness in this podcast. Amen. <laughs> there. Amy's there. When you said the thing about don't wait till you're a tenderhearted person or, or a humble person to, right. to lift somebody else up. It was just, that's what the spirit has been bringing me through since 2019 began. Just telling me up the weight, just, Mm. and you, you up the weight by practicing these things by moment by moment. Am I going to choose to get offended and to defend myself and to react harshly to you? Or am I going to lay all those feelings aside, really nail them to the cross and, and choose to pick up that garment of humility or that garment of mm-hmm. tenderhearted love. Every time I do that, 
I build my endurance mm-hmm. every time. It's like upping the weight. Yeah. yeah. And I really do feel like if I do it enough, it's going to get to the point where I can just live. I can live in these clothes mm-hmm. and I won't have to keep reminding myself every single moment of every day. <sighs> you know, maybe I can actually be sanctified. Maybe I can be transformed and become more like Christ. Yeah. Verse 10, put on your new nature and be renewed as you learn to know your creator and become like him. Yeah. It's a matter of transformation. You become like the person that you are attempting to be. Yes. To act like. Mm-hmm. And that's my hope and my my belief is that the more that we do this, the more that we try the, these clothes on for size, the more we begin to realize that it's actually very life-giving. Mm-hmm. We think of it as, oh man, it's so hard to be patient, but like it's way better than being hostile oh. and angry. I mean, yeah. it's better for you. It's better for them. It's better for your soul. It's just, oh, I, th- I think, yeah, the, when you're living in anger and impatience and my word, what a drag, like yeah. what a drag on your whole, everything about you. I think it just pulls you down to a place of really just, sad. Yeah. Yeah. It just, it, to me that that's so heavy. Mm-hmm. The idea of carrying around all of those emotions of anger and, um, lack of humility and impatience and those yeah. that's exhausting. Yeah. So it, it's, I imagine if I were like, if I were to give myself to these things for a lifetime, then by the time I'm in my seventies, eighties, I will be the kind of person that I, that I, dream about being the kind of person who just naturally reacts in a gracious way to things like, okay, Mm. there's this one, if you watched, won't you be my neighbor, the documentary about Mr. Rogers, there's one moment in it that probably didn't strike anybody else but me, but on the very last filming, you know, his crew used to make, uh, they would play pranks on him. Like they, they Mm. put, wrong size shoes out there for him. So he tried to put them on. He's like, Hey, who took my shoes with these? And you know, he was always very good, good nature about it. But it was the very last scene of, of the very last show. He's singing his final goodbye song and he goes up to open up his closet. And one of his crew members is in there and he's like, you're being evicted. This place has been condemned. And there's like, like police tape. And yeah. And in that moment, like, obviously if I was Mr. Rogers, that would have been a deeply, emotional, important moment for me. Not the time for jokes. That would have been, a, this mm. was a time to be like, I'm going to savor this last right, time right. to sing this song. Hmm. And almost, and I might need to watch it in slow motion. There may be a moment where you see a second of like a little bit of exasperation from him. Like, ugh, yeah. we're going to have to do this again. But he immediately laughs and says, oh, that's so good. That's so funny. <laughs> and I'm like, what? An incredible yeah. man. Mm. I would like he would have had every right to be like, Mad. guys, this is yeah. the last right. show. Why I are you to enjoy you know, this? Yeah, I wanted. Yeah, this was. He didn't make it about himself. Mm. He said, "What a great gift that you guys would joke with me on yeah. my life." You know. Yeah. I want to. I want to be like that. You <laughs> when know. You were, when you were saying that about practicing and hoping someday you just mm. exude these. I've talked about her before, but my grandmother was that Mm. she died when she was 96 years old and my entire life of knowing her, Mm -hmm. not a crossword, not a moment of anger or impatience. It it makes me realize I'm sure she practiced and made choices for a really, really long time to become just one of the kindest, most gracious women I've ever people I've ever known in my entire life. I, I, look at her and think if I could be even a fourth 
mm-hmm. or an eighth or anything of who she was, mm-hmm. I would be, I'd be very pleased. I love that you said that because as I was preparing for the pod today, um, just jumping all around. I mean, the Bible talks about clothing yourself all over the place. Even I mentioned Ephesians six, a couple episodes ago of putting on the armor of God. This, this is a metaphor that gets used all the time. And one of the scriptures I ran across, you ever do like those magic eye books when you were younger and you stare at the image until something pops out at you. This scripture popped out at me like from a magic eye book Mm. and it was in my grandma's voice. Mm. My grandmother is in her nineties and she is that person right Mm now. Mm. Um, Many of you know, my auntie had a massive brain hemorrhage right before Christmas and she's in a nursing home. And the last time I went to visit my auntie, grandma was there. And she got out her anointing oil and started anointing everyone in the room, including me, including mm. my my auntie's roommate. She's a stranger. We don't know her, <laughs> Miss Eula, but Miss Eula got anointed with oil. I heard my grandma's voice. It was First Thessalonians uh, chapter five, uh, verse twenty-four. The one who calls you is faithful. And then I heard this in her voice: He will do it. My grandma. When she prays for my mom and she tells me not to worry, he'll do it. He will do it. Mm. I just heard it mm-hmm. in her voice. It is so strong mm-hmm. because in all of her years, she has that faith. Right. I Absolutely. mean, it, it boggles my mind. It really boggles my mind. And I just hope and pray that I have that faith mm-hmm. when I'm her age. But that scripture right there, the one who calls you is faithful and he will do it. Mm-hmm. He'll do it. Um. This is this is going to be related, but it's going to start sounding like it's it's not. But your dad. You're going to talk about flooding your uh, your kitchen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm going to tie it back to that. Um, Dave either tweeted or sent me an article this past weekend about basically like becoming someone who's not tied to your phone. Mm-hmm. Okay. I read that. Yeah. So um, this person spent 30 days basically trying to disconnect themselves from being addicted to their phone. It was a New York times article or something. And the thing that I remember from that article is that they, to start, he simply like put a rubber band around his phone. So every time he saw his phone, he'd like have to go through the rubber band to turn his phone on, which would trigger a thought in his brain. That's like, yeah, I don't need this right now. Or like, you know what I mean? Like there's something right. that reminds right. him. Right. Oh, I don't actually want this that badly. Yeah. You have to think about picking up your phone cause there's a rubber band on it. Yeah. Versus you, there's no rubber band. You're, it's just like a natural thing. Right. And so I read that and then I saw your sermon and I was like, okay, I am, I am pretty deficient in some of these things. Uh, what is the rubber band I can put on um, mm. that would just like make me stop and think about how I can be more patient or how I can be more gentle or <laughs> more humble. And because it's not something that I, ex- I should expect or we should expect to just like start doing. Right. I should not just expect to start being humble. Right. Right. So what's the rubber band? Like, what is the thing? And I think, I think being aware of what you are deficient in is like step one. I agree. And so, um, I don't have the answer of what the, you gotta name it. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I hope a lot of people sat in the sermon were in, in church this weekend and were like, yeah, I, I really got to work on that kindness thing. Cause that's not who I am, but that's what I want to be. So find the rubber band. What is the thing that will get you to stop in your tracks and be like, I could be a little more kind right now. So I don't know what that is for you guys. I, I don't know if that's just kind of where I was this past weekend. It was like, what's my rubber band for being more patient? Because 
until Monday this week, I thought I was a patient person, but I'm, we're, I'm going through this book with my team here at, at work and uh, we were talking about pride and um, patience came up at some point and I said, I, you know, I think I allow people, you know, I allow, I try to foster a culture where it's okay to be imperfect or it's okay to fail or make mistakes. Um, but my natural tendency is just to like step in and then just like do it. It's okay that you made the mistake or it's okay that it didn't happen, but I, now I'm going to step in and I'm going to do it the way I want. And, uh, somebody made the comment, well, there's still the consequence of like not being allowed to make a mistake because now you got to step in and there's still the consequence for that person. And that kind of hit me in square in the forehead. And I was like, yeah, maybe I'm not as patient as I want to be. And so I'm, I currently am looking for the rubber band mm-hmm. to, to be more patient with, with failure or with imperfection or whatever. What do you think that could be? Like, I know a lot of people, my sister put scriptures all over her house mm-hmm. to remind her of different things. I have a couple of scriptures that are on the inside of my office door so that every time I touch my handle, I have to look at those scripture verse verses to try to yeah. just quickly align my heart before I go do whatever. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's one of them that, that is one thing I've heard that is very common for people to do, but for, for me personally, I, I've done this through anxiety. The, my issue with anxiety, it's like now that I'm aware of the moments that trigger that. Mm-hmm. So the moments that trigger my impatience are when somebody doesn't do something the way that I would prefer them to do it. So I'm just, instead of being patient with them and like teaching them or instead of being patient with them and letting them do something differently or fail at something, I'm going to step in. So I'm aware that that is the trigger yeah. for me. So I have, I, I don't know what it is, but I just have to f- recognize the moment when I'm in it to be like, okay, everything's okay. Everything's yeah. going to be okay. I, I can be patient right now and it doesn't have, I don't have to step in. Right. I, I had a rubber band given to me back in 2005 when I was in living in Kenya. And I, I feel like I must've told this story before on the pod. So I apologize if I have, but it had to do with humility. Um, we had, I was living in a host home, Kenyan host home, and we would have people over just randomly. And then we'd spend the rest of the evening just hanging out in the living room, being with them. And like a good American, how do you get to know people? You talk about yourself. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's how you grow. And at one day after months of, of this, my host dad, uh, Muhia, he took me out on the porch. We were drinking, drinking chai. And he said, you know, Barry, can I tell you something? I was like, yeah. He's like, it might be a little hard to hear. I was like, okay, okay. He said, good start. Yeah, right. He said, uh, well, I I said, yes, yes. Okay. And he said, well, whenever you, whenever we have guests over, you talk about yourself the whole time and you always bring conversations to yourself and you make, you bring in stories that have nothing to do with what we were talking about. And it's very dishonoring to our guests. And you're like, well, hang on. Let me tell you how I feel about that. Let me tell you a story. (laughs) (laughs) No, I was like, Oh, you know, oh, I felt awful. Yeah. I was told in Kenya that I was being dishonoring <laughs> oh, to no. my host home's guests. That was a, so yeah. immediately, it's gonna of, hurt. of course, I began noticing that my impulse in every conversation was to talk about myself yeah. and to bring in stuff. Just, it had nothing to do with the conversation. I'm just like, I'm going to talk about baseball because whatever, like, I'm just going to tell a story. And you found yourself talking about baseball. That, that, <laughs> I did. I don't know that once <laughs> <Okay>. it happened. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so like that began while I was in Kenya, I had this big rubber band around 
my conversations with other people, how much of those conversations are stories about me and how much of those stories about me have anything to do with what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. And that I began to notice it a lot more. And then when I came home, 2006, all of a sudden I'm surrounded by a bunch of other Americans and I'm like, Oh, everybody else does this all the time. Sure. So it became much more clear to me. And so even now I'll be sitting in conversations and I'll, Maybe I'm just getting bored. So I'm about to say something and then I'm like, hold on. That has nothing to do with what we were talking about. Yeah. I'm not going to say it. Yeah. So it's still a rubber band for me. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know how you go about <laughs> go to live in Kenya, I guess is the well, answer. Yeah. I think, I, I just think it's a matter of, uh, and, and this gets tied back to the community. Like if you're in That's a part right. of a community yeah. where people love you and they're willing to call that out and yeah. like in love, then you're going to be, will, you're going to be more open to hearing it. And if you're open to hearing it, then all of a sudden now you got a rubber band where it's like, this is the thing that triggers my impatience or my pride or whatever. So now I'm aware. Once you're aware of it, whether you've called it out in yourself or someone else has called it out in you, it's kind of hard not to. Yeah. Yeah. I I shared that a couple of weeks ago about my friend Bob that told me not to get defensive in a meeting Mm -hmm. I was going into. Yeah. And to this day, and that's not a joke. I was not making that up every time I feel like I'm starting to get defensive, I will think of him and his Mm -hmm. words Mm -hmm. and it stops me in my tracks. And, Mm -hmm. and that was part of my, that's part of my spiritual community, my spiritual family. And he still is to this day. We don't see each other as much, but I think that's, that's what's been really beautiful about this whole series is that, you know, it really is our community that can help us in every area. And I've loved how, Every sermon I feel like in this four weeks has been connected somehow. Definitely. Even though they've been, they are standalone and they talk about some different things. I feel like every single one has been, I was saying things about what David talked about two weeks before me and, and yeah, I just feel like it's all come full circle and all been really connected. And I think that people can walk away from these four weeks and really have a good handle on what we were, what we were trying to achieve. Yeah. Um, and so I think for sure your spiritual community is the ones that will help you call that out mm-hmm. and then help you work on it and stay accountable. I mean, keep you accountable for your behavior and yeah. You what, could always, you could always ask the people yeah, you I was love. just about right. to say, <laughs> yes. what if we walked around saying like, what clothes am I not wearing? <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, spiritual yeah, clothes. Spiritually or, speaking. Or where am I deficient? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or reaching out for prayer when you feel yep. like you, you want to pick up an old garment yep. of malice or anger or, or whatever. I had to do that twice last week. We have a, we have a cool thing we do here um, where staff prays for other staff and the name changes every month. So somebody just randomly reached out to me last week saying, hey, I'm praying for you this month. How can I pray for you? And I said, pray for my attitude. <laughs> <laughs> I really need you to pray for my attitude yep. right now. I, yeah, there's been a lot of spiritual warfare in my life, I, yep. I think, and mm-hmm. I'm trying to recognize my real enemy and not not the human side of, man, that person's really bugging me, but to recognize the real enemy is causing dissension and stirring up trouble and division and fight the real enemy, fight mm. the real enemy with the word and in prayer. So that's yep. been my rubber band lately is Ephesians six, just that I'm not wrestling against flesh and blood, mm. that I've got to fight the real enemy and that I have to live in the spirit to do it. Good. Yeah. Now we can be friends again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great series. I really loved it. Good series. I loved it. Uh, I loved it. Hopefully we can do it again sometime. Uh, yeah. Maybe not Mr. Rogers. Well, fine. Mr. Rogers is fine. I'm kind of surprised. But the whole like, neighbor part is great. 
Maybe it's because, you know, when you get a car and then suddenly you see that car everywhere else on the road. Yeah. I feel like a lot of my friends have been posting Mr. Rogers yeah. things yeah. who aren't Grace attendees That's, or even weird? live in Indiana. A friend in uh, Winnipeg just posted something about Mr. Rogers and then Whoa. another friend in Illinois. And I'm like, yeah. man, well, the Mr. Docu- Rogers. The documentary came out last year. Yeah. So last was- year, though. And yeah. did you guys know that there's a who told me about the cartoon that's out Daniel on Daniel Tiger. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> all Trust the me, I know all about of, Daniel Tiger right now. That's, that's I what love that though. I wish it had been around when my kids were little. Well, Mr. Rogers was. I know, but I, but my He's kids. He's the original. I know, but my kids are a little past, they're a little past that era. Yeah. <laughs> they the, are. The shows were I was, not, I was Mr. The shows Rogers were not era. good. My kids were watching Dora Daniel, the Explorer, Diego. Daniel Tiger's great. Okay. Daniel Tiger is is the Mr. Rogers, the little puppet. Now it's an animated yeah. show, and it's all the. It's well, all we're the always lessons. looking for new shows to watch nah. during dinner time. Oh, yeah, so. don't. That'll be great for you. <laughs> Daniel, Daniel Tiger, Tiger is gonna for my thirteen year old and my fifteen year old. Completely rock your world. I hope it rocks their world. Lord help me. Oh. So uh, what you. are we doing amen, next? Sister, what's happening next? Give me an amen on that. What? What's happening next? Where are we, we going? Are, we are starting a new series that's all about uh, destiny. It's all about the why. To live for. Yep. A Y to live for. And, we, and that's conveniently titled of Dave's book. Yes. That is. So, see how correct. that all works Great. together? We're gonna see be what we did there? Celebrating Dave's book. Yeah. yeah. His book should be in hand by March 4th. Oh my goodness. That there is, is they, they, the publisher, the people that are printing it are giving my dad and, and Doug Perigen some are our pastor of administration and Tyler some significant uh <laughs> stress. Yeah, it's like today. Uh, I walk up to Dave and Jackie standing in the hallway and I'm like, are we good for March 4th? Like the books and oh all that goodness. stuff. And Dave's like, well, somebody told me that they shipped, but then I got another email that they're printing, that they're just printing them. <laughs> I'm like, Dave, we got to know like what's happening. What? So wow, we're good. I think <laughs> it'll be fine. We'll get them. We'll A why to live for everybody. <laughs> uh, great. Well, yeah, I've, uh, I've really enjoyed this past couple months of sermon series yep. where we've kind of, I think it all kind of ties together from December, January, and now February that this is the community I want to be a part of. This is who I want to be in relation to God. And, um, it all just kind of fits really nicely together. So I'm glad we did. I'm glad we did it this way where it's three months solid of like, this is who Grace Church, and this is the thing that Grace Church cares about. It yeah. care about you, care about community, and we care about how you uh, relate to God. And so, um, I'm really glad we did it that way. Yeah. Been good. Cool. Well, we will see you next Monday at 146th Street. Yep. Uh, 6 30. And uh, yeah. I'll be the one heckling. Oh, good. <laughs> just Tyler, though. You'll just be heckling yeah. Tyler. Yeah, I, will, I will be like, yay, every time anyone. And then I'll be uh, like, it's like when a kid uh, in a basketball game throws an air ball. And then every time that kid gets the ball, the other team's fans <laughs> is like, air ball. <laughs> air ball. <laughs> so that's what I'm going to be yelling at Tyler. Great. Air ball. Air ball. Yeah. Okay, great. That'll, Kind-ness. That'll be fun. Kindness. I'm having, Kindness. I'm having a lot of fun right I, now. I swear I'll put on my Cardinal. robe of kindness and... <laughs> Be nice. All right. I'm going to play the outro music, everybody. Okay. Nobody, nobody talk. talk over it. Other than... <laughs> Except for me. Am Except I talking for Marin? over it? Yeah, Marin. Will you please send us out? Okay. Do justly. Love mercy and walk humbly with your God. And we'll see you on the other side of Sunday. 